This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea that we have here at the Spotify Studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a very delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea that we have here at the Spotify Studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a very delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Welcome to the Dave Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Doma Media. Welcome to 2022, a uh, brand new year, brand new me, um, <laughs> joined with Chris Yang, Noel. We're going to get right into the show with a um, pre-Moif business about the holidays. First day back after winter break. Um, it's weird not being in restaurants because um, I've never had this much time off in my life. <laughs> you, you texted us. On what was it? December like last Monday, twenty seventh or something. <laughs> you were like, "This is going to sound asinine, but do people outside of the restaurant business not work during this week?" It's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Oh, sorry, Dave. Yeah. First timer. Yeah. First timer. Yeah, so weird. Yeah, it's so weird. Because is that and like what is paint a picture in the business? What is that week between Christmas and New Year's generally well, I mean, like? There's no holiday." Is it crazy though? Is that a crazy week in the restaurant business? No, it, it's slow, but you still are open. I mean, many restaurants are open Christmas Day. We chose many years ago to be open New Year's Day. Not everyone is, but um, because you know, I felt like we made good hangover food. But in general, I mean, you know, we've talked about this before. I I'm like sort of back in civilian life, but when you're working in restaurants, you never want the days off that everyone has off. I didn't know that when I first started cooking, I got my first schedule and I remember like Damon or Marco at Kraft, they were like, um, here you go. And I was so stoked. I was like, yeah, Saturday, Sunday's <laughs> off. Amazing. And they're like, somebody was like, you idiot. That means like you're the most like disposable person. And he's like, they don't want you here. <laughs> they, they chose for you not to work on the busiest nights. Busiest yeah. nights. Yeah. Your liability. And it took me some time because like that first year or two years when you sort of entering the world of cooking, you miss the, the, the lifestyle of what you departed, right? Mm. Which was summer holidays, vacations. I couldn't even tell you what, what are national holidays today. I mean, like this, I have no idea. I have honestly, you know, Grace makes fun of me because like, I still don't know the days of Thanksgiving and, and, and uh, Christmas. Oh no. Like I never know the day it is the, the date. So this whole period has been strange for me to, to realize like, oh, people don't work during the holidays. And I didn't know this. 
I remember that total that total reverse culture shock when I was I started cooking in college, and I remember like saying to my chef, like, "All right, so see you in a couple of weeks, or what, what, what's the deal here?" And he's like, where, "Where the fuck do you think you're going? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, what are you talking about? There's no restaurants don't close. Right. So there's no winter break. There's no summer break. Yeah, but um, it's it's been uh, not much. I've changed, you know." clearly with <laughs> the world at large so you know it, it's been good we had a i had my 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 hundred day birthday of my son which was great the becky um but for the most part i've just been cooking at home i didn't really receive many, many gifts but i gave a lot i mean it's, this christmas is all about hugo now that's what i learned <laughs> what went over best with hugo what was like the all-star hugo gift and was it the one you thought it would be i mean I'm sure you had this debate. Like, I didn't re- I didn't know what to do. Do you give them all the gifts in one day or do you like? Yeah, you no, do. Because they if you have, if you have like more than honestly for like a three or four year old, if you give them more than th- three gifts, they're just like, what the hell's going on? What is all this? Yeah. Like, nothing's it's, just too, it's information. over. It's just overload. Right. And, and Chris Yang really was devious. And I think this was like a. What did we call a white elephant gift? Um, <laughs> I think it was a white elephant gift. Sort of, Chris yeah, it was sort of a white elephant us, gift. Uh, a, a Nintendo Switch. Wow. <laughs> I wasn't sure if Grace was going to be okay with it, but I bought one for myself and Ruby around Hugo's age, and it was like, wow, this makes parenting way easier. <laughs> I mean, it, it is now like a break glass in case of emergency type of thing because. <laughs> I, I've never seen him so focused and attentive in my life. So um, thank you for wow. that. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, anything for a little extra rest for for Papa Bear there. That's what you need. Noelle, did you have a good Christmas? I had a fine Christmas, Chris. What was the best gifts you gave and received? Oh, gave and received? Yeah. I thought all of my gifts were pretty good. They were very thoughtful. <laughs> that you gave or that you received? That, Which I, one? that I gave. Okay, they were all okay. very thoughtful gifts all that right. I received. Hmm. I feel like this is the this is finally the year when I'm starting to appreciate like practical gifts for the mm-hmm. first time ever. Or it's like, oh, okay, I actually don't want you to get me something extravagant. I just want something that I actually need but won't buy for myself. So it's anything from like fancy notebooks that I'm ultimately going to use, but they're practical, right? Mm-hmm. Or a very fancy Oral B toothbrush that I received from a one Dave Chang. So, yep, you everyone, know, every, got, everyone in my life got a Oral-B toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> you guys laugh. Wait, but it's Pop not it just up. like, it's not, he, okay, just so people are clear, he didn't just like buy the 15 pack of plastic toothbrushes. This oh, thing no. has an app. Yeah. So it's, it's a, did you know that you're supposed to brush your teeth for three minutes? <laughs> three I've, minutes. Always, I've always known that theoretically, but I thought that was just sort of like so a this app, suggestion. This app is like, a, it like shames you for if you don't, if you don't brush your teeth well, or if you brush it too hard. And for those that have been listening to this podcast for a while, I clench my teeth a lot. I grind a lot. I'm an incredibly stressed out individual. And all that grinding has worn out my gums. So like I have the gum line of like an 80 year old, um, <laughs> 85 year old. And last year around this time, I was told we're going to have to do like serious oral surgery. And I was like, First time in my life, I was like, oh my God, I have to, I have to do whatever I can. So it would be the equivalent of like my, my, 
my I had like a heart attack and the and the doctor was like, Well, you can't eat this anymore. You gotta go on this diet. And you know, when death is on the line, you do whatever. You'll do it. <laughs> So this was my equivalent of it because I, I did some research. I saw what the surgery was going to entail, which was a skin, a gum graft of your top of your, your mouth. Oh, <laughs> and they, 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 line it, <laughs> they sew it into your, your, yeah. And, and the success rate of it is not 100%. It's like a 60% success rate. <laughs> Oh, but they God. were like, if you, if, but you could, you, you avoided it through this toothbrush. Yeah, well, you avoided because it I also better. had that minor emergency oral surgery like a year and a half ago. Yeah, that's right. I remember and that. And that was like so painful. I was scared out of my fucking mind. And they said that like this generation of kids or people or adults, like a lot of people are, they're noticing more and more like receding gum lines. And I was like, you know what? Whether they want to or not, they're going to get something because my last dental appointment, they were like, Things are looking good. I'm like, oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> didn't how, receive any more. Out of all of wow. your dental visits throughout your lifetime, how often have you gotten like a, what percentage of the time have you gotten a, hey, you're looking pretty good? It's the only time. <laughs> what is a, so so, so what, a, what a fucking surprise, right? Like when I had, de- when I had uh, braces, I would be the kid that would like take out the wire, yeah. you know, because it hurt so much. I, I was a nightmare. Um, not was, sure, I still am. But um this is one time for like basically a solid year. I did everything that they tell you to do. I flossed. I brushed after um, eating. You're not supposed to brush too hard. I bought the Oral B because they're like it's actually one of the better ones because there's an app and it like forces you to really brush your teeth. I'm just here to tell you guys this: when you treat your teeth well, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> Amazingly, amazing things happen. This fucking really. oh, okay. <laughs> These guys in the pocket of big dental. What? Yeah. Uh, what's up? Were you, yeah. any, were you? Did you brush too hard? Was that your thing? Well, that, that too. I brush too hard, and I, I, I grind my teeth, and I'm always like stressed. The stress in my face goes through my gum line. Yeah. So I anyway. Listen, having had the terribleness of my 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 dental issue, I was like, you know what? I want to give a very practical gift to everybody I care about. They may laugh. They might find it's like getting a pair of underwear or something, but it's a very useful. I was like, I don't want to buy a gift that will be eaten immediately and forgotten about. I don't want to give them something that they're never going to use. I was like, I guarantee you it'll be a surprise, but every single person will use it. That I know. So that's why everyone got it. The gift of he oral was like, health. I want, to, I want to give them a gift that will shame them twice a day. <laughs> Well, I, I'm on. I'm fully on board the the practical gift train. I think that that's a very thoughtful gift. And Noel, like, I'm with you. I don't want things. I asked for socks, and I got socks. Yeah. And I asked for a Kirkland signature sweatshirt that Sasha, our producer, also wears, and I got that. And those are my best gifts. Ugh. And I gave my wife had the brilliant idea to give my parents. <laughs> they have this like orange tree at their house. And it's just like all year, these two retired folks just wait for the orange tree to bear fruit. Like this is their oh. one joy in life is when there's oranges <laughs> on the fucking tree. So we brought them a fruit picker and that was the best gift we've given in a long time. I'm all about practicality now. American pragmatism, as Mr. Chang would say. I, I, the only gift I think I got was from Hulu. What? <laughs> from our friends yeah. at Hulu? You got, that was the only gift yeah. you got was from Hulu? Yeah. Like... Nobody sent me anything or I got anything. Well, that's that's not true, but like like that was like close to me. Grace is still 
I told Grace not to get me anything too. That's that's another reason why. So all right, fair enough, fair enough. But it's not a surprise. I also don't get invited to potluck dinners, and <laughs> <laughs> nobody nobody votes for me on any of these goddamn polls that not uh, that we have. True, oh boy. not true. Because that brings us to our other little bit of pre moif business. Without getting into the specific counts, because we don't want to, the clear runaway winner, no, of the Christmas dinner draft was none other than Mr. David Chang. Wow. No way. Yeah. Wow. Who count? Did someone a count? Because I swear gift. to God, Noel, Noel was, Noel was like. No, Noel just took a spin through there, and it was a Dave Chang victory. We were close, Dave, but you really, you really came out on top. I don't think so. I think we need to recount this. Can we, can we call it Dominion? <laughs> like, you know what he's, he's sad because he's, he's mad because first he won the Holiday Special Recipe Club. Now he won this thing. He's basically Mr. Christmas now. And he's losing his like, I don't win <laughs> yeah, anything. No, I hate Christmas yeah, persona. No, not, not, now he's the yeah, winner yeah, of all Christmas related well, competitions. Also, <laughs> this goes against all of my sort of philosophy of like trying to be forgetful, forgettable, right? <laughs> And now mm. all of a sudden it's like I'm winning. That means like I have to. It's like being a, a C plus student. All of a sudden you're getting A's. Now everyone's like, "What's going on with this guy?" You know. And I, I, I maybe don't he want does have potential. <laughs> yeah. Now we expect it from I you. I don't. I don't. I don't actually. I, I. I'm pretty sure if we do a recount, Noel wins. Well, congratulations, Mr. Uh, Christmas. Yeah. That's you, you did it, Dave. Can I have? I have, I have a quick side note. Um, our last podcast was that our last podcast where we did the the, the Christmas draft. Of, of food. Yes, that was it. I got a, a, a text from one of my friends, Brooke Hammerling, who was, it was a, a voice memo and it was, in, it included the family of the director of Love Actually. What? And I was, <laughs> I was, I was very, very surprised <laughs> what? When, when like Brooke just hands the phone over to somebody and I have no idea who the hell they are. And they're like, just want to let you know that, um, Gary Marshall did not direct Love Actually. It was our father, Richard Curtis. Get it straight. I'm That's sorry. right. That's right. You shout out Gary Marshall in a big way. Yeah. yeah. So I, I actually heard it from Richard Curtis's family that I am a, a moron of the highest order. And I apologize <laughs> to the Curtis family. Uh, thank you for setting me straight. Um, yeah, that's but you know, I, I I feel that, that that you know I always wanted to know what a Pyrrhic victory would feel like, and I feel I know what it is. I can taste it with this Christmas food draft win. It just feels hollow. You did it. Well, congratulations. Nevertheless, I don't I don't know what I do know is Chris Ying came dead last for sure. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of like people who are just like, I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> who are you, my dad? Just get the fuck out of here. I got enough people disappointed with me without fucking people on Instagram. Just I mean, being like, so disappointed did, in you. What, what did you choose? People were like, carrots? What did you choose? <laughs> Glazed <laughs> carrots? Glazed carrots, mashed potatoes, and peeking duck. It was a fucking meal of champions, man. It was amazing. But I did I did crush actual Christmas dinner, though. I did. I, I, I did saw, a good job I there. saw. You had a I little surf and turf, invited, right? Yeah. You invited some people over. I had Eli and Rachel, Eli Horowitz and Rachel Kong came over and we, uh, I did document a little bit of, uh, the roll your own, uh, spring rolls and, and Rachel Kong with her lithe little fingers 
was the was the runaway champ at that too. So yet another victory for Rachel. Yet another well, loss. Clearly, for Chris. clearly you have to be a graduate of an Ivy League school <laughs> to be able to do it properly. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing those Ivy Leaguers have on us. Actually, you know, Noel Noel's an Ivy Leaguer too. Yeah, yeah. So she's probably better than us at everything. Yeah, we already know that. We didn't. <laughs> we didn't need any sort of evidence of that. We've, every day we have evidence of that. Um, I, 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 I actually didn't cook Christmas dinner. I actually didn't do that much. I just reheated a, a ham, smoked ham that I got from Damon Wise. I posted on Instagram. Ooh, I saw uh, that. It was, was nice. delicious. Ooh. It was. It was. A, I've never had like a Christmas ham. I felt like. Uh, I felt like goddamn. You know, I, uh, Charles Dickens. You know what I mean? <laughs> and what is? <laughs> You re- you heated it up and then what did you you serve that with? So here's the problem with the ham. There's no problem. It was delicious. It was smoked. It was so 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 good. I just was surprised that like, what do you do with leftovers of ham? You know what I mean? Hmm. Mm. And that's that's all I had really prepared was ham. And I you made mean, mashed other potatoes. Than just, like, eat them out of the fridge with your hands. Yeah, yeah. I made mashed <laughs> potatoes and that was about it. And like a salad. So and I made like rice. It was a it was a very low-key Christmas, but I wound up like eating, trying all kinds of ways to eat ham leftover. So anything, anything smart? Anything smarter? Rice? No, from- I, I made like a like a. I mean, it's too hard to explain. It all it was all good. The <laughs> ham was great. Check it out. Uh, Damon and Lauren Hirschberg uh, both used to be uh, at Kraft. I worked with them many years ago. They opened up a place called Pineapple Express Barbecue. It's in I can't remember the town in New Jersey, but it's close to New York City. And it's an old, I think, train station. So check it out. Shout out to those guys. I was so surprised that he sent a ham. And I wanted to say that one reason why I, I, I was so lackluster in my cooking of Christmas was I still was in a hangover recovery from my Thanksgiving blowout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You really did put it all out there for Thanksgiving. Yeah, if I was, if I was the supreme dictator that I ho- hoped to be, I would move Thanksgiving later or earlier. Just give it more of a buffer to Christmas. It's just it too, much. too close. It's too That's close to do yeah. that it's much cooking. That much cooking and that much eating. Yeah. It's too much. It's too close. It's too yeah. close. And let's move Christmas Eve and Christmas Day further apart. Let's put a couple weeks between those two. And, and, and New Year's, it's either there's like, we have three <laughs> things that we can move. Let's do right. at least one of them. Uh, Noelle, you want to play supercomputer? You want, you want to boot oh. that thing up and do a little moifing? Yeah, it's a little rusty, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Let's look back at the last year. What's the best thing that you cooked or ate in 2021? That I that I cooked? Yeah. Or I, that I, I cooked? I'm so, I hate my food so much. <laughs> <laughs> what was the, okay, but before we get into that, what what is the thing that you made best this year? What was your big, what was success came to mind? I cooked the egg custard from the any day more than anything else um, by far and away and steamed vegetables. I, I, I use the microwave more than I needed to, I think. And I, I have to like sort of recalibrate. Uh, but I, I use that the most because it was the most, it's the easiest dish to make because it's the one thing that Hugo will eat, everyone eat, or you just need some eggs. If you have nothing else in the fridge, you can make the custard, have some rice and sound like panjan and you're good to go. So it's like, the always staple that I had. So that, that, that to me, and honestly, the other thing that was my go-to was a slice of uh, Trader Joe's non microwaved with some cheese and ham and some QP mayonnaise. 
that's the probably the honestly the best thing I fucking ate. Wow. On a consistent basis all year. And it, it's, so, it's such a sad. And sometimes, you know, I'll put some chili crunch in there or sriracha or something. You know, my, it's a sad existence. Are we talking frozen non? Or the- no, 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 the, the fresh one. Mm. But you, it almost becomes like a puffy taco once you roll it up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you microwave it for like 45 seconds, it's just hot enough, but colder in the center so you don't burn yourself. So, you know, I think people would be shocked at how 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 terrible of a cook I am as, as a home home cook. I hate cooking. What deli meats do you usually have in your fridge? I hate... I, I, can we just deviate for a second? I hate everything at the grocery stores right now. Everything's the same. <laughs> Deli meats. If I have to look at smoked turkey, regular turkey, hickory smoked, you have ham, you have apple grates, you have whatever. The, everyone's Black, the forest, store, ham. Black <laughs> forest ham, <laughs> rosemary ham, mm-hmm. shaved Virginia ham, maple ham, you know, maple ham, ham you got ham. buffalo. Buffalo chicken. You got, you know. <laughs> Wait, what? That's not it. There, you got chicken. You got. You can get sliced chicken. Oh yeah, you can get, like chicken, buffalo chicken. Yeah. There's a lemon pepper turkey. Boar's head is like fucking, you know, Jolly Ranchers. There's every fucking kind of deli meat flavor from Boar's head. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I. Here's the thing. All I want to eat is mortadella and prosciutto, but you can't get it at the fucking grocery store because it, it, precise prosciutto is an abomination. I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's only an abomination for one thing, one reason, and one reason only is it is impossible to peel off a, a, a thing of prosciutto from the paper. Has anyone done it properly? Has anyone ever successfully done a clean piece of, a piece mm. of prosciutto? No, not, not hmm. one that is sliced to the proper thinness. Because even worse than that is when you buy a package of pre-sliced prosciutto and it's like a quarter inch thick. And you're like, what the fuck am I going to even do with this? This is useless. I mean... Spain really nailed it. Just have a fucking country ham, salted ham everywhere. You know? <laughs> One in every room of the house. Why can't we adopt that fucking thing? Why can't we adopt the siesta? Why can't we just have a goddamn <laughs> fermented salted ham in every room of the house? Yeah, this is part of your dictatorial nation too. A ham in every room. A chicken in every pot. A ham in every room. <laughs> <laughs> like the pre-sliced mortadella is just shit. So I, the deli makers of the world, the deli mean makers of the world, I'm tired of you. I'm tired of you. And I, oh. I, I, I need, I need something else. But I is it just why. the deli section? You were saying the whole grocery store is getting a little tired, huh? <laughs> that is the craziest statement too. It's like all food Everything's the same. Is bad. Everything's the same, honestly. Everything's though. the fucking same. I, how, how many, I, I literally bought Swiss shard the other day. And I, I, I was at Whole oh. Foods and I bought Swiss Chard. That's how bored I am. Hmm. I bought Swiss Chard. I yeah. haven't made Swiss Chard since 2002. I bought, <laughs> a, I bought a rutabaga. I didn't even know what it was going to look like inside. <laughs> oh. Like, what are these things? It is boring. I'm with you. You stand there, you stare at the produce section and you're just like, it's all going to taste the same at the end anyway. So what am I going to make with this? Same thing that I've always been making. <laughs> Wait, so what else, what else? I mean, like, what are the dishes that you made the most other than your other thing that I killed for me is is my grandfather's favorite recipe. You know, he, he lived in China for a while and it, it was the, the Shanghainese style is based. But uh, it's a it's basically braised pork belly with uh, salt, sugar, ginger, garlic. And you can just braise that with some soy sauce. It's a dish that I've, I've made a lot, a lot. Uh, so much 
that I never want to eat it ever again. It's I killed it. it. It's the same way for me when like when when the, the thought of eating a momofuku pork bun, as delicious as they are, and sometimes when I have one, I'm like, fuck, that's so good. But the I, I don't want to eat one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you, you Grace is no always like I, Grace is always like, oh, I just want fucking a momofuku pork bun. Please, please, I just I miss it. You know? I don't have that feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, Wait, so and the other people in your house feel tired of the same. Do they feel tired of your grandfather's they pork don't belly? Say, they don't say it, but I see it. I mm-hmm. can tell. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just tired of my cooking. Yeah. Is it your cooking in general, or do you think that you're like recycling the same exact dishes all the time? Why do they have to be mutually exclusive? Exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you guys tired of cooking the same thing? So I, I feel like I'm tired. What what the one constant is with me is I'm cooking from the hip, like just off the cuff every time. Clearly, I am. Not a surprise to anybody. And I think for me, I'm looking for more structure this year. What does that mean? I need new ideas. I think it's like the, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to bring out the big word here, solipsism. Like I've just been stuck in my own little food world bubble where the truths of what I believe in are to be true and it never deviates. And it's like, there's no new data, there's no new nothing, and I'm cooking the same shit, and I'm lazy, I'm tired of it, and it winds up being the same thing. And you can't always get the nice, super nice ingredients. Like, when I, whenever I've gotten nice ingredients, like, if I order from Ian at Regalish or something like that, it brings me joy, because you're like, oh, look at this nice piece of fish. And you just look at the fish, and you're like, so nice, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I do. If I if there's a nice piece of meat, I'm like, oh, look at that. That looks so nice. I want to cook this. Mm-hmm. I want to cook this. Mm-hmm. Every, I don't have that feeling with everything else. It's like I have to cook this. It's a big difference. So what do you mean though when you say like it always ends up tasting the same? I don't know. Everything has the same. Seems like the same herbs, same seasoning, same salt. I I don't know. Like I'm I'm just missing variety. I think it's more that I'm just sick of my own actions. I. Mm-hmm. I I'll eat my own food like 72 hours after I've made it because like I've forgotten that I've made it. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, I think okay. I know what you mean. I think it's like, it's not like everything tastes has the exact same flavor profile, but you have the same palate. So you're going to season it to the same level. You're going to, you have certain tastes. You're always going to use the same sort of ingredients. And then for me, it's also like there are cuisines that are a complete mystery to me and I just avoid ingredients and venturing outside of my comfort zone. I also mm. think that one of the things I'm still missing, and we've talked about it on, on, I think, one of our better episodes ever, is the pizza episode. I'm missing pizza slices in my diet in, in a bad way. <laughs> you know, they, they do comprise 30% of my normal daily caloric intake, and I'm just missing that. And um, I, I, I'm lost. I'm lost without my New York City pizza slice. <laughs> I, I just, I need it. What's a, what's a, I don't what's a Dave it. Chang homemade pizza like? I'm getting so lazy on that too, man. Uh, I'm getting so lazy. Yesterday I made focaccia and um, instead of splitting it up into two pans, because I didn't want to do two, like when you have to wash those things, it's a pain in the ass, like the pizza sheet pan thing. So I just stuffed it all into one deep hotel pan, like a half, like a four inch hotel pan. Oh no. (laughs) And I knew, I knew, I knew. And this is, I guess, one of the things I am making mistakes and I don't care. You know what I mean? Like I was like, it's, it's going to be way too much uh, topping ratio to bread ratio. I don't care. I don't, you know what I mean? Like that's a, something's wrong with me. I feel like I'm intentionally like could have made it better. 
and I'm tired of cooking to a B minus. I I, I, I want to mm. strive to 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 break out of my 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 ways and and be a legitimate like A plus student here on cooking. But simultaneously, I don't because it's just too much self loathing. So, huh? So, okay. So you said you know, for instance, if you got really nice ingredients, that's like sort of inspires you to care a little bit more about the cooking. But putting that aside, because you know you're not just going to order from Regalis every day. What is going to make you care more or try harder for the A? For me, in my head, I think competition. But then competition doesn't really drive you on like recipe club. (laughs) (laughs) Right. What's going to make you try harder? I think it's got to be like like me, just me doing it because I'm so tired. I've reached a level that I, I can't like do it anymore. I hate my cooking. I hate looking at my food. And it's just the same. It's just everything <laughs> tastes the same. So I need I need inspiration is what I'm saying. And I'm not just saying this is like I I haven't eaten anything all day. I had some nuts because like I just can't even look at the fucking leftovers at the farmer's market yesterday. I bought some uni because Grace wanted uni pasta. I actually bought some like $20 worth of uni and I made like one portion, like two portions of uni pasta. It tasted yeah. great. And I didn't want I didn't eat it because I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want to get Korean fried chicken. That's what I said. Uh-huh. I want to mm-hmm. taste Korean fried chicken. I didn't eat it. I wonder if it's just you missing traveling and like missing seeing all of that inspiration because I feel like that's when you really kind of get back into it with cooking. I don't know. I don't know. It's I'm in a weird place. I need help. <laughs> I'm in a funk. <laughs> I'm, I'm, tired. Tired. Feeling, I'm tired. Are you feeling the same funk? I totally feel. I mean, like I, I made the same. You know, I may I I remember when Dave and I first started <laughs> doing this podcast together, like uh, two years ago now, in the beginning of this pandemic. Both of two us were fucking years. It's so fucking wow. years, man. Wow. We were both so we were riding so high, man. Dave was getting so cocky about the home cooking game. He was breaking the system. I was like, I'll never make the same dish twice. I literally said that to my family. I was like, <laughs> I think I'm going to get through this whole pandemic without ever making the same dish twice. Fast forward two years, and I've made the same goddamn dishes like thirty five fucking times. It's a fucking problem, man. It's a really fucking goddamn problem, and I don't know what to do. You know, like like even like Shabu. We just did a fixer article on Shabu Shabu. I had like a good, I don't know, twenty week, twenty Sundays in a row of making Shabu 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 Sundays. I was like, and it felt good for a minute. Right, it felt good until last last week. I was like, so much so that I bought two butane burners to do it, right? Because we might have had friends over pre fucking coronavirus, uh, whatever Omicron. And I was like, I told myself this is the best way to eat. This is the best way to cook. And last Sunday was the last time I was like, this is going on hiatus for a long time. (laughs) What am I doing? I'm fucking swishing around thinly cut sliced beef in fucking boiling water. And it's delicious, but I don't want to eat it anymore. I don't want to eat it. I want someone Mm. else to do it for me and feed it to me. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's so real, though. I mean, it's like a total chasing the dragon situation. I feel like every single day with this, we're just like, I used to love eating food. I would like to get back to this somehow. I mean, I guess the best way for me to describe this for for anyone that's listening and they're just like, I don't understand. Maybe this is a a comp, uh, an analogy, a parallel for you. If you're one of those people that watches TV and they're aimlessly scrolling through like 
the fucking cinema, the HBOs, the Amazons, the Netflix, the Hulu, the 200 channels you have on cable, whatever, all the other things on your, 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 your streaming services. And you're like, I can't, I can't, I'm so sick of this. I mean, there's nothing I want to watch. Yeah. That is where I'm at with food. So perfect. So, so, so perfect. Yeah. Because you're, as you're going through Netflix, you're like, or Netflix and HBO, I'm sorry, as you're, as you're scrolling through Hulu, uh, and then the other services, you're like, no, I don't want to watch this Oscar winner. No, I don't want to watch this one that everyone says is amazing. No, I'm not going to watch this thing that I know is going to be great. It's not that there's not quality stuff. It's just like, I don't, I don't want to do this <laughs> anymore. Like, I don't want to sit here and watch anything, you know? Yeah. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. It's so funny because I feel like I'm on the exact same thought process, but from the other side of the spectrum, which is I feel like I've ordered too much food where Uh, now I don't know what I'm going to order anymore. And so now I'm going into the reverse, which is like, oh, I really just want to cook at home, but I'm not entirely sure where I'm going to start. You know, Noel, embarrassing or not? Number one and two most ordered dishes for Noel Cornelio this year. Ooh, like delivery ordered, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Number one, best pizza by and far in Williamsburg. That just hurts, Dave. Just, <laughs> just hurts. That's just not nice. That's not, you don't. You can't. You can't complain about. It. You can't be like, oh, I'm with you, and then be like, and my number one order was the thing that Dave misses most in the entire yeah, world. I fucking love. Pe- I love pizza so much. It's so good. By the way, shout out, mod- shout out, modernist cuisine. Nathan Mirvold came out with the the massive pizza tome. Um, they they were lucky enough. I'm lucky enough. They sent me a copy. It is it is pretty comprehensive. And weirdly, uh, the picture part of modernist cuisine pizza is Hugo's favorite book right now. So it's it's hilarious. Yeah, that's but amazing. I fucking love pizza, man. I miss pizza so much. Like Domino's and Papa John's and pizza and all those fucking pizzas only taste good when you're eating other goddamn pizza. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And I miss pizza so much. I miss New York City pizza. And I don't give a fuck what anyone else says. <laughs> New York City pizza is the best fucking pizza. You know what I mean? Like, and that's my only gripe with uh, Tokyo pizza is that like there's no like slices. You know, New York's got it all. It's got all the variety. 
And yeah. uh, that's it. Like, LA's got great pizza. LA's got tremendous. Uh, Evan Funky just opened a pizza shop. His pizza's fucking insanely good. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I just miss eating pizza the on a, it, the, the ease of eating pizza. That thin cardboard box where you know that the slice is kind of overflowing. A little God, too New greasy. York City. <laughs> New York City, fuck. Like, that's the uh, one thing I miss the most. Not my friends, you know? I seriously thought <laughs> Dave was going to start singing Empire State of Mind. <laughs> no, like, listen. What other city in the world where you can order a slice of pizza at any time of the day? And it's time on the so fucking wistful right now. It really is. <laughs> and, and, and like to ask them, like, hey, can you t- can you make sure that it's the double cooked, you know, slice? You can say all these things. They know what you're fucking doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's true. Mm-hmm. Extra it's crispy. So good. It's so good. Yeah. Okay. Well, hold on. Going on the cooking rant. Is home cooking overrated or underrated? Ooh. And how has your opinion changed in the last year, mm, Mr. Mm-hmm. Chang? You did write a whole book know. about it. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, overrated, like, underrated. <laughs> what about other people's home cooking? And the rare occasions over the past however many years we've been living in this hellscape. The best meal I had was uh, Ritu. Priya's mom made her lentils and her whole family. And that was legitimately the best thing I had to eat in a year. Because there's just something when someone else cooks for you. That is just, it is ineffable. There's something about it that transcends even like it being tasty. Like, you know, that somebody tried to make something specific for you to enjoy. I think that feeling transcends the food itself as new agey as that sounds. And I think that's what I miss, you know, and I'm such a shithead because like, I think Grace knows this and she's always like, I'll cook, I'll cook. And I want to eat it, but I'm also like, I'll make this faster. Let's just make it faster. You know, because we're, you know, we have like mm. two kids now and it's like, fuck, like I can just do it. You know, I, I think that like in a, in a slightly less sort of uh beautiful way, I think you're right. There's something ineffable about other people's cooking and there's something special about it, but it's just like getting some strange, you know, it's just like somebody else's, somebody else's taste, mm. just like not my own taste. Like I'll eat somebody else's cooking and they'll be like. Oh, you know, it's I I didn't do this right. It's under seasoned. And like in my head, I'm objectively like, yeah, this is like under seasoned or overcooked or like this. You should have done this, this or the other thing. But it's just like in the moment, I'm like, it's just nice that this is some somebody else's thing. You, you know, you know what it's like? It's that scene uh, in Eat, Drink, Man, Woman, Ang Lee's great, great, great film that later got re, re, remade into Tortilla Soup with a uh, Hector Gomez as the as I think of the chef. Is that his oh, name? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, Tortilla Soup is a remake of Eat, Me, Eat Drink, Man, Woman. Oh. Um, there's a scene where, you know, the master chef is cooking, but nobody likes his food because it just tastes off, right? Because he hasn't, you know, he's grieving his life, all these changes in his life, whatever, whatever. But at the end, he tastes something that his daughter made for him and it tastes terrible. Something's not right, but he loves it because it tastes imperfect. Hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And because he can actually taste, because he lost a sense of taste, that becomes like a thing. Like Grace made dokuk for uh, Gus's uh, 100 day. It was delicious because it was like highly under seasoned. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and Grace knew it and she, you know, like it was delicious and she made it and it was great. But it was under seasoned because we had a lot of people. We needed the kids to eat it. 
But I tasted it, and I tasted something that was like objectively under seasoned, something that I didn't do. And I could almost like, it was such a rewarding, enriching sort of like taste. You know what I mean? To be like, no, I, this is, yeah, it told, exactly. I think that because like, I a hundred percent understand that. That's what I'm saying. Like you make your food quote unquote perfect to your seasoning level, to your taste of it or whatever. And when you taste somebody else's, like it's the imperfection that makes it like a living thing. You know, it's like, <laughs> again, I was always like in the nineties, I was always like, how could Hugh Grant cheat on Elizabeth Hurley? That's a that's a perfect woman he's got there is married to. And then I'm just like Noel, she's perfectly seasoned. She's a perfectly seasoned woman. It needs an under seasoned partner. Everyone's Noel, Noel. you just went to Hugh Grant. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to understand like what Chris Young just watched. 90s movies. Oh, uh, you were talking about Eat Drink Man Woman, and so I've got all these tabs open of 90s <laughs> movies, and I was thinking about Hugh Grant and Elizabeth Hurley. <laughs> Fine, wow. guys. It's a good, it's a good metaphor. Okay. Leave leave that in there. Um, goes, uh, uh, I want the world to know. Like, wow, I always knew that guy. He was a fucking. Uh, he was a little off, but now we all know. Elizabeth Hurley, I'm here for you. Somebody contact the FBI now. <laughs> oh man, I really, I really, I, I sometimes on this show, I really think Dave's gonna come along with me, and then. <laughs> Just, just, I'm like, just turns. I'm a fucking lemming just being like, let's go, guys, off this cliff. Here we go. <laughs> just Dave's at the top being like, where the fuck is he going? <laughs> Whatever, man. Whatever. Chris Yang, home cooking? Overrated, <sighs> underrated for you. I, I'm on I'm on a very similar journey here to Dave. I uh I was look because I was I was thinking about this episode today. I went back through all my my Google photos to just see all of the things that I'd cooked and eaten this year. And like the thing I noticed first was like January twenty twenty one was a long fucking time ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the yep. things that we were doing in January twenty one twenty one feel like a million years ago. And then the other thing I noticed was I just don't even take photos of food anymore, like that I've cooked or anything. I've I, I haven't taken a photo of anything that I've cooked or eaten in months except for like special occasion stuff back in the beginning last year i was like taking i was like excited i was taking pictures of everything we made i guess we were still doing recipe club at that point i was taking pictures of all of this stuff and i just like i don't know i'm feeling a little fatigued too but like i said like i was saying earlier i think part of it for me is just like i'm in my bubble and I'm just making the things I know how to make because I don't want to screw it up because I do have to put dinner on the table and nobody's challenging. I'm buying the same things. I, I, I hate everything, man. That's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like the other day, other day I tasted like a perfectly ripe strawberry. It's amazing. The far, I, mean, I mean, I'm going to the farmer's market there's, and I tasted it. And I was like, eh. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I was like, it's fucking like, Cold, it's January, and I, I, I just tasted a perfect strawberry. Oh, my God. And I was just was like, yeah. This is, <laughs> this is the beginning of Dave becoming like an extreme eater. Like, what, <laughs> just like I, need, I need to feel something, man. I just need to yeah. feel something new. I mean, in some ways, have I reached a level of becoming so desensitized that like I'm dead inside? That's where, I, that's what, where what I'm at. What if you, okay, so I, I think that, one thing that we've been talking about is comfort zones here. What if you were challenged in some way to be making things outside of like what you're you're supposed to make? Like, honestly, like as much of a pain in the ass as recipe club is and was, 
<laughs> and will continue to be forever. Like sometimes making things that we had no idea how to make at least was exciting. Yeah. Like I made a Thai curry the other day and I, cause I was, I would never have done that. And I actually tried to make it from scratch. And then I realized I didn't have all the ingredients. So I actually bought like a, the, 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 the I've never bought the Thai curry can of kefir lime and, and galangal and all the other. And I used it. It was, it was, it was great. And then I'm like, actually, I would love to make more Thai food. I don't mm -hmm. know anything. I have no idea. And there's some great Thai supermarkets here in Los Angeles, great Thai restaurants. And I was like, why don't I learn how to do that? Why don't I make more Thai food? Why don't I just do the next year? I only make Thai food, right? I mean, I get so sick of eating braised oxtails. I get so sick of eating the same things I'm like cooking. I know they're like objectively delicious, but I need to get out of my comfort zone or, or like a lot of things I want to eat. They just don't taste good. You know what I mean? The, the meal that I got for New Year's Day was um, because uh, hot and juicy and boiling crab don't deliver. I got it from Crab Avenue in Glendale. Tasted great, but you know what it missed? The immediate pulling out of the, the shrimp and crab out of the bag, plastic bag, you know? Like, and that heat, you need that temperature there. You, not only the heat of the, the spice, but you need to like eat it there. So there's certain things that I want to eat that don't deliver well. And I think those are the things I miss the most, right? Like if you ask the best restaurant meal, it was when we were filming next thing you know on Hulu and we got to eat at uh, Shuko with Wesley Morris. It was fucking so, so good. Mm -hmm. And those are the types of things that I miss the things I can't make at home or I wouldn't make at home because I'm not proficient enough. And you know, like pizza is a perfect example. Like the slice of pizza that I want, I can't make that shit. <laughs> <laughs> But there are things that we could be making at home, but we just like, we don't know how, like the, what you said about Thai food. You know, I think that's like, maybe that's surprising to a lot of people to hear that you don't know anything about Thai food. Like you don't know how to make it. I don't know Kung Fu either. <laughs> I, again, that might come as a surprise to a lot of random people <laughs> that you don't know Kung Fu. This is what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I, my, my Korean is terrible. Like, <laughs> I, I, you know, like every day I, I was trying to read Japanese the other day. I'm like, oh my God, I've forgotten like everything. Like, why the fuck would I know how to make time? Food? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know the thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I 100% I agree. I, I want to, I feel excited by just like that notion of what you just said. Like, maybe I'll just make, I'll commit to making it this year. Like, that's interesting to me. I mean, would you say that that might be your resolution for this year, Dave? <sighs> Ooh. That's what I'm asking myself. Do I try? I think I need structure, right? I I have the work structure, but what I'm missing is like a, I don't know. I I need to get out of this rut, right? And it's like it's it's, I don't know. Like I want to get into like a TV series or something and like go deep dive into it, and like that would be so rewarding. Like if imagine if I never watched Breaking Bad or Mad Men or The Sopranos. Like that's what I need right now for food, equivalent mm. of food or something that is, is so good. Like, I'll tell you, I'm so bored of some of the stuff that I watched that, you know what I watched? I watched a few good men. <laughs> a movie I've seen a thousand times. Did Great you, watch, did that's you sit down? And, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you say like, did you like 
put on a few good men and watch it from start to finish, yeah. like, like yeah. watching yeah. a movie. Yeah, that is fucking wild. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was like grasping for like, oh, I need something. Like, I'm looking for like good things. I got Korean fried chicken yesterday. It was delicious, but I can't eat that shit every day anymore. Like, you know, like I'm looking for variety within like reason. And I'm looking for like the good old standbys. And I just don't know what the good old standbys are at home that don't feel like played out. So like, those are great movies. And I want that same feeling with food, basically, right? Where I'm like, oh, what is that? Pizza is one of them. And I need to find more stuff or I need to learn new stuff. And that's where I'm at. So I'm being very honest. My New Year's resolution is to get structure to find something new that I can deep dive into for the exact same reason. Like somebody would be like, uh, you've never seen Sopranos before. I was like, never even heard of it. Well, here you go. And you just go down this rabbit hole. And you're like, wow, you never watched game of Thrones. Uh, yeah. I've never even, who, who is George Martin? God, <laughs> Can you imagine what a, what a wonderful world that would be? Yeah. Just never have seen it. And then have somebody tell you not to watch the last season. I think, uh, I think that can that's a great personal resolution. I think we can parlay that into a podcast related resolution hold too. Hold on, hold on. By the way, by the way, watching a few good men. <laughs> it, it, it's a it's truly a remarkable movie. I love Rob Reiner, director. It is fucking could be so close to being a uh, an A and E special. Like this this close, it, it like borders on being a horrible fucking uh, like Law and Order <laughs> set yeah. of military court. But also, like the acting in it is so fucking good, right? It's yeah. it's it's amazing. I have one gripe, one massive fucking gripe with this. They mm. when when and it's not even sure if Demi Moore asked him out on a date. But when they go to eat crabs, they're in fucking Washington D.C. These fucking assholes. And every time you see a movie set in the D.C. area and they go eat crab or the Baltimore area, I've never seen them actually eat blue crabs ever. They're <laughs> eating Dungeness crabs. <laughs> Better <laughs> than fucking Dungeness crabs. So fucking bullshit. Whoever was a food stylist, you fucked that shit up. You had one fucking job. <laughs> you had one motherfucking job. Get goddamn blue crabs. Mm. You know? Don't. And I know it's for the show, the visual aspect of getting like a big red Dungeness crab, but that's bullshit. You cannot fucking do that. And then I found out, I thought about, I thought about it. I was like, what other, f-? I know, I think the movie Dave with uh, Kevin Klein, also with Sigourney Weaver, there is a crab scene, they fucked that up. And then I forced myself to watch another fucking horrible movie that is actually sort of good, is The Recruit with Colin Farrell and Al Pacino and, and, uh, and Tom Brady's Baby Mama. <laughs> so you're watching all these movies and then you leave me fucking hanging on Hugh Grant. <laughs> so yeah. really, you're right in the thick of this shit, man. You're no. in the mill, you. No, you're talking about fuck a fucking here. relationship. How Hugh Grant could cheat on Elizabeth Hurley. I'm talking about movies and crab scenes. This is bullshit, man. You were right there with me. And I said, just left me out there. Oh, if you guys man. watch the scene with Colin Farrell and Al Pacino and they're eating fucking crabs at a goddamn, you know, they're in fucking Quantico, Virginia. What are they doing eating Dungeness crabs? <laughs> fucking bullshit. I, I swear to God, it pissed me off. And now I'm actually talking about it. That's how mad it made me. And here, 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 here you know, I, I watched another movie that this is where I've like, this is the exact same level of life that is like being mirrored from movies and TV and food. I watched The Replacements with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I mean, who did I mean, who, I watch that every six months though? Come on, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I watch it. <laughs> so, so I I bought it. 
<laughs> you know, that's what I resorted to. <laughs> you know why? You know why? Because yeah. you can watch it on TBS right now, but there's a fucking five commercials that you, you cannot know, fast forward through. I said, in terms oh of my return my. on time and investment, I'm going to buy this fucking film so I don't have to watch these stupid fucking commercials. And guess what? It's awesome. Best investment the you ever best made. Fucking investment <laughs> for 2022. <laughs> right here, right now. It's goddamn the replacements. Where's my goddamn equivalent of food with the replacements? You All I'm looking for is the food equivalent of the no. replacements in my fucking life. What's the food equivalent of heat? It doesn't have to be spicy heat. You know, I just, what's the equivalent of fucking Al Pacino and Robert De Niro? Wh what is that? And I need that. Yeah. Oh. I agree. We need it. So as I was saying, <laughs> before that started, please help direct us toward this. I want to find Mr. Chang something to deep dive into. I want to I'm find gonna tell him. You right now, I'm going to go. I'm going to go down um, because Los Angeles has a, 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 a lot of great Thai supermarkets. Uh, LAC is LAXC. LAXC yeah. is near Major Domo, and Hollywood has some epic Thai restaurant. I think I'm going to choose. To go down the Thai rabbit hole, so let's start there. Then, like, let's but put I can't thai, just do Thai. I can't just do Thai. That's the problem. It's the same reason why I, I can't go to fucking Italy forever or two weeks because I'm gonna. I, I got to eat other fucking things. I'm gonna lose my mind. I got to eat other things. So I, I need. I can't just watch like bank robbing uh, heist movies all the time. I need. I need diversity here. This is the diversity. Thai food once a week. Will you commit to cooking Thai food once a week? Yeah, to do it proper, I will fucking do it. But I need more than that. Like, I don't want to make my fucking things. Mexican and Latin food. Sure, I can do that. Sasha's saying we should learn. She says, I challenge you guys to learn Mexican and Latin food. Fine, Sasha. <laughs> challenge accepted. Uh, we're going to do that. I think that that's, that's a good podcast resolution. My personal resolution is to not bring my phone into the bathroom with me anymore. I, you, I, I do you one better. I bring my phone into the fucking shower now. Yeah, I do too. But I've ruined, I've ruined three phones that way. Why? <laughs> Yeah. Let me tell you, Dave, once you start doing that, they don't charge anymore. Oh, man. <laughs> I, why do you need it in the shower? What else are you going to do? Clean yourself? Yes. When you have children, the shower is one of the few moments <laughs> that you're like alone and can just be doing whatever you want. Well, I have to shower. I, I have to shower Hugo all the time now. So it's like I take like 17 showers a day. <laughs> <laughs> you're just standing there with your phone and Hugo. <laughs> emailing <laughs> no more no more uh phone in the in the bathroom for me oh, that's my personal God. resolution great I, well chris when are we going to do this um sharing with the world what we eat and getting in an insanely good oh, shape god i really didn't think you were going to bring this up i hate you is it time for the caloric challenge the caloric, it experience? caloric challenge i think it's got to be Whatever, whatever we do or eat has to be documented and posted. All right. I, I am down. So Dave and I, for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, months and months and months ago, uh, one of the first times that Dave and I were able to, and Noel, we were all able to hang out in, in this whole mess. We had a unbelievably uh, horrific and amazing eating weekend during which I almost got gout. And Dave and I resolved to be better people afterward. And that we would put, we would have a, it started off as a dieting challenge, right? Dave, you and I were going to compete and post every single thing we ate, uh, for pub, for the public knowledge. I guess we can do that. What, what format should that take? Where do we do that? I don't know. I don't know. 
All right, if people suggest people suggest something to us, then we'll do it. If people come up with the way they want to see this play out, then we'll do it. How about that? I'm just I'm just suggesting that for this year, you know, I, I know we have Moif. I know we've plotted a lot of different programs and segments. I think we're trying to get this back to a lot more free-flowing stuff that isn't meandering into fucking nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot more conversations where I think that's the best of this podcast when you have like meaningful conversations about stuff. <laughs> and it could start off literally about fucking the bullshit scene and goddamn, you know, a uh, few good men. It's like <laughs> fucking them ru- ruin the move for me. It's a Turn lie. It's, it's a fucking lie. It's, it, that's what it's like. You know, you want the fucking truth? That's the fucking truth. <laughs> I can't help but think that. I, you know, it's, hard, it's hard not to take it's this personally. It's a fucking personally. food stylist. Fucking ruin the movie for me. <laughs> when Dave's like, without meandering into fucking bullshit, it's hard not to think he's talking about Hugh Grant and Elizabeth Hurley right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got. We just announced a lot of things that we're gonna. We, we're yeah. we're excited to be back. We're excited to be engaging more deeply. To be sharing more about what we're eating and and honestly. Breaking Dave out of this funk, breaking all of ourselves out of this fucking funk, getting back to some some uh, few good men. I'm, I'm gonna order. I'm gonna order some fucking pizza. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> you know what? I, I miss. I just. I just want to eat as much pizza as possible. I, I. I think it has become my number one favorite food of all time. Can, is this real? Oh. Are you that into? I've always been a little surprised at how into pizza you are. You like pizza I that know, much, I'm, dude? I'm, I, I think it's a real thing. You know, it's it's like that moment in a movie where people realize, like, to who their real true love. You know, like, oh, it's my best friend, but I've always, you know, like that's where I'm at. It's like, oh my god, I love you, pizza. Are you? That's sh- where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> it's been your own yeah. I thought we were just friends, but then one night we kissed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's like I was like, what food makes me genuinely the happiest? It used mm. to be ramen, but I think right now it's like, it's definitely pizza for me right now. <laughs> Maybe okay. it's always been. Maybe it's always been. <laughs> Just like Jesus. a movie character. My best friend that I've never looked in a romantic way before. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. All right. Okay. We'll go order your pizza. Get us out of this podcast. Give us five stars uh, on our uh, iPod page. Yeah, there's not enough five star ratings. It's true. Um, and. I wanted to say this. Uh, we have that uh, Instagram post of the voting for the Christmas holiday draft. Still, you can vote for me because it's not a resounding <laughs> win. <laughs> continue. Continue voting. We'll continue to tally oh, up the votes. fucking guy running up the score. <laughs> this is the least sportsmanlike shit I've ever heard. I want to I, I, I continue to see that, uh, the, the discrepancy. Uh, and I, it's just not a wide enough margin victory if I did win of Noel. Because I don't necessarily want anyone to spend their time recounting the votes because there are like a thousand of them or so. I want it to be so clear. You're like, well, that's that's definitely a lot more. You know what I mean? I don't want any, you know, what I said is the most Donald Trump thing I've ever said, but that's okay uh, for this particular <laughs> point of view. Great. Great. Uh, Run up the score. See you all soon.